Hi, everybody. I'm Meg. I'm a compulsive overeater, gratefully absent today. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Hello to the people in the face to face part of the meeting. And I uh, can't see you, but I can see some of the people in, on the screen. Um, really grateful to be here. Um, <clears throat> I've been in the program. 33 years plus. I started in, uh, in 1989. I was in my mid-40s and I, uh, my um, hormones were going crazy with menopause and, um, and, and the sugar was driving my moods off the, off the rails. I was really crazy and um, I was, got married in 83, so we were going into the seventh year and, um, I, 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 I had a hard time living with me and my husband definitely had a hard time living with me. And, um, I'm so grateful that I found OA. Um, it saved our marriage, saved my life. And, um, phew. Um, Let's see, uh, I uh, I am, I've been absent for 33 years from sugar and so grateful for that. I'll tell a little bit about how I got there, but, um, uh, and I've maintained a healthy body weight for most of that time as well. And that's a true miracle because I was a yo-yo dieter. My like my weight went up and down, up and down, lose the weight and gain back more, you know, on and on. Um, and I am um, about, I don't know, 55 pounds less than my highest weight before OA. So uh, I'm just totally grateful. Um, and what was a um what uh, a, a good way for me to be uh has changed over the years um and um at first it was about oh, let's see i'm 56 and i was happy to be at 160 i'm now at 135 so that's a much better weight for me um and I went from a size 22 to size eight. So very grateful. Um, anyway, um, I, I, um, I grew up in a family of big eaters and I was one too. And it was just normal for us to have seconds, thirds or fourths. Um, my older brother, it was just, the four of us, my brother and me and my parents and at the dinner table. And my brother was uh, emotionally unstable and my parents were always on alert to control his emotions. Um, and um, <laughs> there was tension at the table and I didn't know what it was. I, I was about five years younger than my brother. Um, and um, he would talk a lot, my mom would talk a lot, my dad would get a word in advice and I would eat. And to this day, that is a huge trigger for me when there is um, 
undercurrents, things going on that nobody's talking about and I feel the tension in the room and I wanna eat. Um, I'm a compulsive eater, so when something disturbs me, my first thought is I'm hungry and what can I eat? Um, uh, another story from my childhood when we had company and there's food, um, my parents would whisper in our ear, FHB, family hold back. They didn't want us kids to eat all the food before the guests had any time, had a chance to eat it. Um, I also grew up with my dad saying um, things like, if you want things done right, you got to do it yourself. And it only counts if you do it all yourself. Um, those are old ideas that um, I'm glad that when they come up, I would say, oh, well, maybe that's not quite so true for me. Um, but as I was growing up and, you know. Five I, minutes. Thank you. I learned to diet from my parents, uh, my mom especially. and. Um, my weight would go up and down, up and down. And they would say things like, oh, when you're thin, oh, you must have a boyfriend. Or if uh, if I was um, gaining weight, they say, oh, you must not have a boyfriend. Or, you know, there was all that thing about weight. If I was fat, nobody would want me. If I was thin, um, everything must be okay. And it didn't work out that way. I mean, uh, when I was at my highest weight, I had a boyfriend and we traveled together. Um, when I was thin, I was a crazy person. When I was on a diet, I was a crazy person. And I'm just so grateful that somebody said, try OA. And I got to OA and um, that first meeting, I really was amazed that there was something there for me. I didn't know what it was because I was in my mid forties and the, it was a small meeting with women in their sixties. I'm 80 now, so I can relate to those 60 year olds. But um, uh, the, um, oh, oh, and then halfway through the meeting, uh, a man in his twenties joined the meeting and he said that, um, this was the third meeting of the day and he'd probably go to a couple more. And this was a noon meeting and I went, oh my God, this is weird. And then they were reading the big book, which was 30s language about alcohol. And I, and it was, and then, oh, and then the leader of the meeting was wearing her own um, clothes from the fifties and this was 89. So I thought I was in a time warp and, um, but there was something there at that meeting. And what I discovered later and realized it was that love and understanding that we get here that we don't get from any anywhere else. So, phew, um, I got a sponsor pretty quickly. She offered me her number. I lost it. I couldn't figure out. There was three people with her name and I didn't want to call the wrong one and on and on. But I finally got connected with her. She was half my age and she taught me how to work the steps. I couldn't get absent right away. And um, so she said, let's work the steps. Um, some people say you can't work the steps unless you're absent. And I couldn't get absent until I started working the steps. So 
whatever works. Um, and um, it wasn't, uh, I finally uh, um, got the message loud and clear when I woke up after my last sugar binge on Thanksgiving in 1989. It was at my mother's in law, mother in law's house, and she had, you know, food dishes all over the house, sweets and, you know, and then of course Thanksgiving's full of food. And um, I woke up the next morning feeling suicidal and I got the message. If I wanna live, I need to give up the sugar. So one day at a time, um, I have. And it wasn't easy at first, and you know there was you know, all that withdrawal stuff, and um, and I'm just really grateful that you know people understood, <laughs> and they said you know they, I had people I could talk to, and um, I want to talk also about the fifth step, the fifth tradition, and the fifth concept because it's May, and um, when I was working on my fourth step. I uh, I was newly absent and I didn't, uh, I was stirring up all this stuff, remembering all this stuff, that's horrible stuff that I'd done. And I was feeling like I was going down in a hole and I was gonna, all I was gonna find is my rotten core. And um, getting down in that hole and not being able to get out of it. And somebody at a meeting said, keep going. There's freedom on the other side because it was making my food all squirrely and I didn't know I could keep my absence doing the fourth step. And she was right. Um, my sponsor gave me the sense of working in the fourth step a little bit at a time. She said, how about 15 minutes? So then you won't you know, get into that hole. And I said, that's too long. And she said, okay, how about five? So thank you. And so I started uh, working the step um, five minutes at a time. And she said, set a timer. And I said, well, I don't know what five minutes is. And she said, no, set a timer so you know when to stop. And that was a really good lesson. And to this day, that's how I can work on almost any project a little bit at a time. I don't have to do it all at once. And it was a great lesson. I've had many lessons from working the steps and doing service in this program. And then um, the fifth step, oh my God. Oh, I admitted to God, to myself and another human being, the exact nature of my wrongs. And here she was half my age and I thought she would never um, um, relate to me as a, you know, well, the things that I'd done, you know, I just, you know, I thought it was so horrible that I just went for it. And we spent, I don't know, maybe a couple hours with me reading my fifth step tour. And um, I was afraid she wouldn't want to work with me anymore. Of course, we know that working our fifth, fourth step and turning it over is a, is a real gift. And it's a gift to the, it was a gift to me and it was a gift to her. And of course, she related to everything I'd done and um, still wanted to be my sponsor. And it was just, it was the only time that I'd ever said um, everything to one person that I'd done. And it was such a relief to 
get it out and um, not feel like I was the scum of the earth. And um, uh, she also gave me a gift. Uh, she, while I was reading my four steps, she wrote down my, what she thought were my character defects. And that helped so much. Um, so um, the fifth step is about um, integrity and admitting all my wrongs um, just um, sort of took away all that pretense. I didn't have to pretend that I hadn't done these things. I didn't have to pretend to be somebody perfect. I didn't have to um, hide what was really going on inside. I just let it all out. And it was just such a relief that, you know, I got the sense, oh yeah, I'm human. <laughs> That's, we all are human. We've got this horrible disease and we've got this wonderful solution. And um, I'm so grateful. Um, I want to talk about um, concept. No, let's do uh, tradition five. So tradition five is the, um, each group has one primary purpose to carry its message to the also overeater who still suffers. And um, uh, I like to um, apply the, the uh, steps, traditions, and concepts to my relationship with my husband and other people. Um, so the primary purpose uh, in my, in, in our marriage is, in our relationship, is to love and support each other. Um, it's nice to have this focus. And we also like to serve others, help family, and do it with love and, and compassion. Um, so meetings that focus on recovery thrive, and we focusing on love and Support ensures that me we may thrive as a couple. Um, all these years, I've said I love you at least once a day to my husband, and I pray for him every day, too. <laughs> um, so having a purpose, uh, having a purpose to carry the message, I'm so grateful to be able to do that. I'm grateful that. Uh, Georgia asked me to do it. Um, and so the uh, tradition five is the- 15 minutes. Yeah, thank you. The spiritual principle is purpose. So I've talked about integrity and purpose and then concept five. The concepts are, uh, for those of you who don't, aren't familiar, they are 12, concepts of how to do service. And um, they, the steps guide us in our relationships the, um, and the traditions guide us in the groups and how to do work with people and the concepts ha um, help us to, to 
well, I guess the concept saying that the concepts help us to um, work in service groups to serve OA as a whole. Um, concept five, the spiritual pr principle is consideration and individuals have the right of appeal and petition in order to ensure that their opinions and personal grievances will be carefully considered. So um, uh, my opinion counts, your opinions account, my husband's opinion accounts and mine does too. We're all on the same level. Um, uh, I may have more experience, but your opinion is counts as well as mine. And you may have more experience in some things and your opinion may count more than mine. So, but we all need to listen and um, have a right to say something. It's like when we make a decision about how the, the, um, the format for the meeting. And if somebody doesn't like what's been decided, it, they have a right to bring it up in the in the group conscience meeting and be heard. Um, and it's like talking problems through. So um, let's see, I had some other notes about concept five, um, the right of appeal. We have a responsibility to express opposing views and to listen to other views. So responsibility to express and to listen. Um, sometimes I have to give my husband time to express his opinion, his different view. Um, he thinks differently than I do. And he um, sometimes I take a long time to figure it out and he takes a long time to figure out and we have to give each other time. Um, um, I used to, you know, have an opinion and thought that my way was the right way <laughs> and then barrel through with, okay, we're going to do it this way, this way, this way, this way, and this is how it's going to be. And, um, and I would interrupt and say, no, this is the way it is. And, um, of course that led to a little tension and some hard feelings, arguments, um, um, so makes it easier if I can listen and easier to change my mind, um, listening to other views um, and not being rigid. Um, so I've learned a lot from how to stay married for what, it's been 40 years now um, and a lot about um being present with all my friends and all of my work or my volunteer work or what I'm doing. Um, I've done a lot of service in the program. It's really important, a big part of my program. Uh, when I first was in the program, I felt like an outsider, like I, I did in most groups. I, you know, I thought differently. I didn't have the experience or they didn't understand me or I didn't understand them. And um, it was nothing like 
taken on some service to help 20 me. minutes, general reminder. Oh, it's 20 already? Yes. Oh, okay. So um, uh, let me wrap up. Um, um, okay, lost my train of thought. So I'm really grateful that um, I've learned that my way is not the right way for, for everybody and may or not may not even be right for me. So um, I'm grateful that I have these um, spiritual principles to um, go by. So uh, as a topic for discussion, you can talk about whatever you need to talk about for your recoveries, but um, integrity, purpose, 